You didn't think I was going to do it today, but I'm still going to do it today. Trust Parker's balls. All right? Nothing changes. Nothing. Not even yesterday changes it. Trust Parker's balls. Even believe in the white buffalo, even though it suffered two uh, tragic losses here in this past week. I, but I myself am song. starting to doubt the white buffalo, Tyler. <laughs> this is the perfect song. God, we wow. can – is Saturday's game – oh, thank God. Saturday's game is officially – October 1. Exactly. This, uh, the entirety, really, of the Brent Venables era has been nothing but uh, a whole bunch of awesome. This past week, though, man, whoo, boy. The Kansas State loss, it was a loss that was all too familiar in ways that you're kind of used to losing. And then another recruiting heartbreak yesterday with David Hicks. And it has OU fans, Parker, and I'm sure that you saw this in your mentions and on the board, throwing up their hands saying, well... I got duped again. Same thing as always. I get bought in. I get duped again. Once again. I ain't ever following recruiting again. One thing I think we did do, Tyler, is we wrote Jimbo Fisher's recruiting epitaph far too soon. Yeah. (laughs) Because yesterday proved a lot of things, one of which is that whatever Jimbo's doing, I think we all kind of understand what he's doing. Still just as effective somehow. Yeah. Hey, if they if they really want a kid, they are going to figure out a way to get him one way or the other. And I, th- like you said, we all know what we're talking about when I say that. When they zero in on someone that they really, really want, and a five-star defensive lineman's up the road in Katy, um, they're going to shell out some coin. Yeah. To, to make sure that they get they get their guy. And I'm not kissing Peyton Bowen goodbye, but come on now. If you're being honest with yourself, you got to kind of figure that the exact same thing's about to happen. David again. Hicks set the market and Peyton Bowen's about to get an equal offer. Is that what you're saying? Hey, can we set one thing straight, by the way? Because I it? saw it all day yesterday on the text line. I have saw it everywhere on social media. I've seen it again today on the text line. The Kansas State loss had nothing to do with this decision yesterday. Nothing. Nothing. I, again, A&M lost to Appalachian State a couple weeks ago. Was it the best look for OU that they struggled up front against Kansas State and lost? No, of course not. But I don't believe one bit that the loss to Kansas State is the reason why David Hicks picked A&M yesterday. No. There's, I mean, listen, there's one thing. There's one thing. That would be enough to cause DJ Hicks to break off his three-year relationship with Todd Bates, literally with 10 minutes notice, and it sure as heck isn't a loss to Kansas State. No, I just can't believe that that, that is out there. Uh, well, we, I mean, we beat Kansas State. You think he's a Sooner today? No, A&M probably gave him about four million reasons why he should uh, end up in College Station. That's just a total guess, by the way. I don't know the exact number, but... Uh, I'm going to guess it's probably in the seven-figure dollar deal would be my guess for David Hicks and, and A&M. Shane in Newcastle asked, Parker, did you eat a burrito last week? Oh, no. Uh, I did not, but I bought a new car, and apparently that has the same effect. Shane the Train, uh, he also says, how does David Hicks picking A&M affect recruiting, <laughs> LOL? 
Well, I'm glad you asked. Remember that number two class I was trying to sell everyone on? Yeah. I think that one uh, sailed away yesterday, unfortunately. Yeah. You can still have a really highly ranked recruiting class. And listen, I I still think it's within the realm of possibility that Oklahoma could have the number two class. I'm just significantly less optimistic than I was at this point yesterday because I think at this point your chances at the number two class – are pretty highly contingent upon your ability to lock down Peyton Bowen. And knowing that A&M is the other team involved in that race right now, not loving your odds. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about what's next here momentarily for, for OU because that's where we're at today is like, all right, trying to accept what happened yesterday. Let's move on and kind of see what they can do from here. But the obvious statement is this is a recruiting loss that's going to sting for a while, Parker. Um, yeah. When we talk about recruiting losses that hurt the most for OU, this is going to be right at the top, if not if not number one. Um, someone mentioned Robert Meacham yesterday. Yes, that's a blast from the past. You've got Jace McClellan, which was recently. You lost out on a, on a running back to Alabama. Um, but this one here, like – he was going to kind of be the cornerstone of this class. He was going to be the reason why you were going to have the best defensive line class and so many other things. Like it, th- This one is not we'll, – we'll be talking about this one for a while, a, a long time probably. I'm just glad for y'all's sake that you happened to be in break yesterday when the announcement became official. Can, because Can I air my – I was mad about that because I timed it perfectly, by the way, to come back and we were going to air it live. And the dude announces at 327 the first commitment ever that did, wasn't 15 minutes after the announced start time. I was so mad about that. Yeah, we didn't even get to hear it live on the air. God. Which is probably for the best. because over 2 yesterday. I, I, I got the text at 322 that simply read A&M. I was like, oh, goodness gracious. I thought about texting you and Travis, but I'm just like, I'm not about to derail their entire afternoon like that. Um, I'm trying to find a text that Teddy sent me yesterday, and I thought that he was just trying to mess around with me and get me all riled up before this. He said, Hicks going to A&M with, at 322. And so I'm like, whatever, yep. what's he talking about? Get out of here, Teddy. It's your day off today. Quit trying to ruin our show on the day that you're not even on here. Why, why are you trying to rile me up here? And sure enough, eight minutes later, well, about five minutes later, actually, we found out. The great thing is, it sounds like we all found out about the same time that OU found out yesterday. Yep. Yep. And OU had been on the phone with him earlier that morning. Earlier that very morning. And DJ Hicks was still giving them every indication that he was about to announce for Oklahoma. Uh, my crystal balls tell me that OU will never win a recruiting battle with A&M if it doesn't fight fire with fire. Going to have to up its NIL game by leaps and bounds, yeah. period. Well, here's the thing. OU was prepared to fight fire with fire. That was I – mean, listen, I, it's not – Okay, let's just assume for the sake of the argument that the $4 million number that was thrown around is legit. I can tell you this much, and I can tell you this much with 100% certainty. It was not $4 million at Texas A&M versus $0 at Oklahoma. Yeah. It was not. But at the end of the day, we are talking about the richest Power 5 institution in the entire nation. You are always going to get outbid here. Always. And you can think that, oh, you can do better in NIL. and I mean, that's fine, but 
A&M was going to offer more money than anyone else. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, stop blaming NIL, says the text line. Maybe this staff can't recruit. Maybe top players don't want to play for a mid-level top 30 team. OU is done winning national titles. That's an interesting take. If they don't want to play for OU, why the hell would they want to play for Texas A&M if it doesn't have anything to do with NIL? This listener says, guys, I want to preface this by saying I love your show, all your shows, and I'm not trying to pile on. But. Appreciate that. But. Oh, boy. See, anytime there's a but, (laughs) I'm not trying to pile on, but I'm about to pile on. (laughs) He says, let's call it what it is you guys have missed on the last three in a row. Anthony Evans had him going to Georgia, commits to OU. That's not true. Not true. On the day of that, we said, hey, this is going to happen. So that's 0 for 1. Thank Uh you. Well, and even the day before, when it looked for all the world like he was going to Georgia, I was still on this show saying, I, uh, this OU's not, like, Georgia's not out of the woods here. OU's very much still in this thing. Two, Jordan Renaud, slam dunk for OU, commits to Bama. Never called that one a slam dunk. In fact, I believe our repeated sentiment was, hey, this looks really good for OU, but you can never take it to the bank when Nick Saban's involved. Three, David Hicks. David Hicks Day and all the other shenanigans yesterday. Yeah, I might have done that yesterday and the day before. He says your credibility is suspect at best. Look, pretty good actually. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was. There's no way to downplay it. There's no way uh, to de-emphasize it. Yesterday was a huge whiff for Oklahoma, for myself, for all of us. It was a terrible look, and OU and this radio station. And everybody in the state of Oklahoma got left at the altar by the guy that had the opportunity to be the most significant defensive commit for Oklahoma in over a decade. But are we going to act like the first nine months of this year never happened? Because as far as the credibility conversation is concerned, I still would say it's pretty dang good. Um, I should not have said this. I was just kidding. Just got in the truck. I heard four million. Is that what Hicks got? I was just throwing out a number. Would that number surprise me? Eh, probably not. For that A&M. number has circulated <laughs> on social media. Um, I was just kidding. By the way, I don't know if it was four million dollars or not, but I do think it was probably seven figures, if I had to guess. All right, so it was handled in an interesting way, for sure. Yesterday. Uh, yeah. Calling, uh, calling the staff, what, 10 minutes before the announcement? Um, is this over? Like, I would guess that this is over. Um, it's hard to really know how OU's going to handle this, if they're going to try to get back in this thing. But I, if, if he took the NIL deal, and that's why he's signing with A&M, I have a hard time thinking that OU's going to find a way to flip him here. Well, and here's the thing. If you're Todd Bates in Oklahoma, and Bates specifically, like imagine being Todd Bates yesterday. Imagine pouring three years of your life, hours upon hours upon hours, hundreds if not thousands of hours over three years, pouring all that time into recruiting a kid that you thought, uh, a kid that had told you was about to announce for your institution and become the capstone of your defensive class. And then 10 minutes before you think you're getting the best news of the year, he calls you and tells you, actually, I'm going to Texas a and At that point, are you going to call that kid the next day? Because I'm, I'm not, if I'm Todd Bates. No, and I don't think that they're going to be – I don't think that they're probably going to be on the phone with David Hicks today. Like, like you said, the time that was invested there and, you know, maybe how it was handled at the 11th hour – 
I don't think that there's problem. Maybe there will be down the road at some point. I don't know, but not any time like here in the next few days. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, we'll discuss what's next coming up. OU does still have the number six overall class, though some fans want to make it sound they have the like they had the number sixty overall class right now. OU still in the top ten. Can they still finish in the top five in the twenty twenty three cycle? Who is on the horizon now that David Hicks is off the board? We'll tell you that and more coming up next. Keep it locked right here on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. People all over the country are listening to us right now via the ref app. Irwin, Pennsylvania. We've got Spanish Fork, Utah. Reno, Nevada. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Waukesha, I don't really know how to pronounce that uh, town in Wisconsin. But someone in the, uh, well, some ones in the state of Wisconsin are listening today. We even got College Station, Texas on the board today. Boo! Uh, I wonder why they're listening. Yeah, they're troll listening right now, I'm sure. And our small town of the day is uh, Cushing, Oklahoma. You know anything about Cushing, Oklahoma? Cushing, Oklahoma. By Stillwater. That's what I thought. Uh, I may have been there at some point. I don't remember. I don't think so. Actually, now that I think about it. But yes, up near Stillwater. I knew that much. College Station, Texas. Of course they're listening in today. Unbelievable. All right, so where, where do you go Where do you go now? Uh, Marcus Deal is still on the board, I guess. I mean, he yeah. took a visit to Georgia, what, last week? Caden McDonald, uh, Johnny Bowens, I think he's taking a trip to Oregon coming up. Are those the three guys that we're talking about here to try and help fill the void? Yeah, and another guy that I would keep an eye on because he's got some family ties to OU, and he's a guy that kind of got lost in the shuffle amidst the staff transition and ended up prior prioritizing other schools. Uh, four-star TCU commit Avion Carter is a name worth keeping in mind, but I do think the conversation starts and stops with the three that you mentioned, Bowen, McDonald, Marcus Deal. Deal has obviously been to OU several times. McDonald has an official visit set for October 15th, and Johnny Bowens was just up in Norman this past weekend. He's got an an impressive uh, offer list. He's from Converse Judson, uh, where Anthony Evans uh, also plays, four-star wide receiver, who committed, what, a month ago now, I guess. Johnny Bowen's got an Oregon offer, an A&M offer, an LSU offer, Miami offer, Texas offer. So none of these guys are going to be as highly rated or probably as talented as a guy like David Hicks. But you do at least, like, the the bright side to this, I guess, you're not going to get as good of a player. I'm not going to try to sell you on that. I don't think either one of us would. (laughs) No. But there's some decent contingency plans here. Like, you have a few four-stars on the board that you can plug into this class and it could very well stay or get into the top five, I should say. 
It's not perfect. You would rather have David Hicks. There's you, no doubt. Yes, you but don't. You're, you're not going to have to go from a five-star to a two-star all of a sudden here. You don't replace a guy like DJ Hicks one for one. It can't be done. What you can do is say, you know what? It's tough luck. It happens. It is what it is. We're going to find a guy that we're confident can be a player at the University of Oklahoma. And look, if we know one thing about this staff, and there's no better example of it than the five-star defensive line commit that they have right now in P.J. Atabare, this staff can evaluate. And they can pick out the -the under-the-radar hidden gems. And so whether it's a guy that already has some national love like Johnny Bowens or Caden McDonald, Marcus Deal, or maybe it's somebody that's significantly further down the list. I One of the things I mentioned last night, I was on the phone with uh, my colleague, Brandon Drum, and we were talking about where OU could go from here to replace DJ Hicks. I mentioned, look, uh, there are a couple of high three stars right down the road. Jaden Foreman at Dell City, Demarion Thomas at Tulsa Union. And look, they're three stars, so a lot of people are going to say you were to offer and get a commitment from a kid like that. A lot of people are going to poke fun at the fact that you're replacing a five-star with a three-star, and to a certain extent that's understandable. But keep in mind, a guy like P.J. Atabare, he was a three-star at the beginning of the year. Now look where he is. So there's something to be said for being able to pick out a guy who's flown under the radar to a certain extent but that has the opportunity to be a day-one impact guy. Another great example? How about our Mason Thomas, who was a three-star that yeah. Oklahoma decided to jump in Got him away for. from Iowa State out of the state, state of Florida, man. right? Iowa State. And I would venture to guess that our Mason Thomas is doing a whole heck of a lot more right now and has already accomplished a whole heck of a lot more through the first four games of his freshman season than the 40-something edge rushers that were ranked higher than him. Yeah. I just read off the offer list for Johnny Bowens. How about Caden McDonald, one of the other kids we talked about? Uh, Florida, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Auburn, uh, Georgia, LSU, Miami. You've got Texas. You've got A&M there. You've got Tennessee, USC. So he's kind of like the – he's got an offer list that's the who's who. Now, he's from North Gwinnett, Georgia, Caden McDonald. I think that there's a crystal ball in for him to Clemson. So if we're talking about any one of those three guys, Marcus Steele, Johnny Bowens, Caden McDonald, who does OU have the best chance at landing and try to you know, fill that void for David Hicks? Do they have a great chance with any of them, and, and who's, who would be number one? Offhand, I would say Johnny Bowens. I think it's close between him and Marcus Steele. Uh, something has always just felt off between the OU staff and Marcus Steele to me, and I think that's why he keeps – visiting but you never hear any real buzz that OU's a legit player for him uh now I I have I I know from several sources uh with knowledge of deals recruitment that OU is a lot more of a player there than most outside observers would imagine but still I just I I don't have enough to go off to suggest that uh OU leads for deal or is among the peloton now with Caden McDonald, I just don't – I've never really bought it. And I know distance, I know location is something that's not working in Oklahoma's favor there. Uh, Clemson is absolutely loaded when you look at their defensive line haul in the class of 2023. I think if Caden McDonald committed, he would be the fifth highest-ranked defensive lineman yeah. among Clemson's class of commits. So 
I actually don't think he ends up at Clemson. I would say right now Florida is the team that has the best shot. OU is going to have to sell not only McDonald but his family on the fit in Norman when he comes to town October 15th. Almost by default, my answer is Bowens, and that has to do with the proximity as well as the relationship with Anthony Evans, his high school teammate. So did among I, those three, I, I'd probably say Bowens. Did I hear you uh, read off a text last hour with Steely that if OU doesn't get their NIL, uh, NIL act together, they're going to be the next Nebraska? Yes. Can yes, we stop actually said saying that. that if this happens, OU is going to be the next Nebraska? Can we stop that? God, I mean, we all saw them a couple weeks ago. OU is not close to being that program. And I don't think OU will ever be Nebraska, that type of program. It's like the laziest comparison ever, and I don't know why everyone tries to continue to make it. Oh, OU going the SEC, they might be the next Nebraska. Why? That's stupid. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Hicks' actions tell me he's not a good fit for our culture, says the text line. Better we didn't waste any more time on him. Uh, this one says, any chance Edric Hill sticks his neck out again? Did Man. he commit to Bama? Yeah, he's been committed to Bama for more than a minute. And, look, I, I remember having the conversation about Edric Hill in May, June, and that if OU actually started pushing for him, they could probably get him. But if they didn't, he was probably going to go to Alabama. At this point, I don't think you could get Edric Hill to reverse course. I don't. That would be great. And the relationship with P.J. Adabari is no doubt significant, but I just think it's too far gone at this point. Uh, <laughs> one listener says, can we just stop recruiting the Bowen kids, too? I'm uh, sure they have terrible character traits like the Hicks kids. Well, well, uh, that's the one thing that can really put a Band-Aid on yesterday, at least a little bit, is getting the last real five-star that you've got a legitimate chance in for this 2023 class. Uh, look, I, I would rather have David Hicks than Peyton Bowen just because of the position that he plays. Sure. Um, but getting Peyton Bowen would help, especially because it's seemingly a two-for-one deal with his younger brother who's a four-star corner. So, And look, I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. I think OU's in a really, really good spot with Eli Bowen, regardless of what happens with Peyton. And... The girlfriend being in Oklahoma certainly works in OU's favor. But after what went down yesterday, and you consider the fact that A&M is the other player for Peyton Bowen, you are increasingly skeptical if you're being honest with yourself. So I, I, I don't know what happens there. I don't know what the timetable is. It's still kind of unclear in that regard. But, yeah, it's just as far as the Bowens are concerned – I, I, I don't know. No one knows. Uh, Malik Muhammad, OV to Texas A&M, October 29th, LOL. Texas about to feel what OU felt yesterday. So that is true, which, by the way, I don't know who got more enjoyment out of the David Hicks commitment yesterday, A&M or Texas fans. Good God, Texas fans were dancing on OU's grave yesterday yeah, by the way, all when, over like, social media. When was the last time Texas fans were oh, thrilled with A&M getting a five-star prospect? It was unbelievable, unbelievable how happy Texas fans were about yesterday. Yeah, but you better watch out. Texas got a four-star corner commit in Malik Muhammad. I guess he's taking an Alabama OV coming up in October, followed by an A&M official visit the week after. So... Yeah. 
I, I don't know how strong he's, that commitment is to UT, but he's one of their highest ranked He's uh, not the only players. UT commit that's looking around. I'll say that much. Uh, this listener in the 918 says, Hell, with our luck right now, girlfriend transfers to ATM. <laughs> uh, Jay from Medill uh, says, yeah. Parker sounds like he's tired of this recruiting crap and needs a vacation. Yeah, that, that about you sums just, it up. You just need what everyone else needs. Saturday at 11 a.m. to get here. Now, they better win Saturday at 11 a.m., but it will serve as sort of a healing process of what we've seen over the course of the past week. If you win this weekend at TCU, and then you follow that up with the win over Texas, um, again, the David Hicks thing will probably still sting, but I, I think the outlook on things will be a, a little bit different from the fan base if you win your next two games. But you have to win your next two games. Another You've listener, got to win your next two games. Another listener here says it's because Texas fans know a five-star is a lot more dangerous at OU than ATM. <laughs> well, that's, that's historically accurate, yes. How many defensive linemen does Texas A&M have on the roster right well, now? Well, I, uh, I read it off Good yesterday. Gracious. I found a list yesterday that has all of the guys that they signed here recently. Okay, here you go. 2022, last year's class. Walter Nolan, number one defensive lineman. Shamar Stewart, the number three defensive lineman. Levius Overton, the number four defensive lineman. Gabriel Brownlow-Dindy, the number five defensive lineman. Anthony Lucas, the number six defensive lineman. And now they have David Hicks, the number one defensive lineman for 2023. That's one, two, three, four, five, six defensive linemen in just the past two classes. And, and I'm sure they'll get a If you rewind more. to 2021, there are several more as well. It's ridiculous, man. I had, what... How does he do it? I we, we we all know how he does it, but Jimbo is nothing if not an effective salesman. Does st- uh, does Hicks still have a scheduled visit at OU? Any chance he can still be flipped? He was supposed to be here for Bedlam. I'm going to go ahead and guess that he's not here for Bedlam. Any chance he can still be flipped? Yes. But do I think it's going to happen? No. Probably not. No. 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 Trust me. And we talked about it in the first segment. If you're Todd Bates... Are you eager to get back on the phone with DJ Hicks? Because I'm not. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More Cruton, more college football on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Elite Roofing Systems bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, Elite Roofing Systems. They're servicing all of Oklahoma's roofing needs. Let Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing put over three decades of experience to work for you. EliteRoofOK.com. That's EliteRoofOK.com. Or you can call them 405-361-3094. That's 405-361-3094. Hey, there is a uh, KREF watch party on Saturday. For the OU-TCU game. I know that you will be in Fort Worth at Ammon G. Carter Stadium. That I will. um, For the OU fans not making the trip, I think that we all need to meet up, watch this thing together. Maybe being around other OU fans will uh, help out your mood. I don't know. We can all sit around and have some beers and barbecue at Bandy's. For anyone interested, uh, we'll be there watching the game at 11 a.m. 
Uh, I'm going to bring uh, some T-shirts to give away. I'm going to bring some koozies to give away, some other swag as well, and I'll be doing the post-game show live from uh, Bandy's Barbecue in North Oklahoma City. Come out, have a good time, and hang around some uh, other fellow Sooner fans as, God, this team needs a win on Saturday. Are you you nervous about it? Nervous about OU's chances, or you th- you think they're you think they're good Saturday? It's kind of hard not to be nervous about anything at this point, <laughs> I do, Tyler. Right? <laughs> it's really I, he just hard. spoke for the entirety of the fan base. It's been a rough few days. I hope fortunes change on Saturday. I do, but at this point, it's like, well, who's to say they don't go and lose again? Obviously, I'm not wishing that upon them, nor do I think it's going to happen. I would still pick OU to win this game, but, man, it's like an avalanche right now. Uh, Someone on the text line asking, is Malachi Coleman totally gone? Four-star athlete out of Lincoln, Nebraska. I guess he's taking a Miami visit coming up, which is interesting. Um, Is he totally gone? I Parker, I don't know if he's totally gone. It's just what we kind of said last week, I mean, how much is, does OU want to be in this recruitment? Yeah. Kind of the question. Well, and what we were talking about yesterday holds even more weight than it did 24 hours ago, Tyler. We were talking about the fact that this staff talks about how they want guys that want to be Sooners. Well, here's a guy that wants to be a Sooner, man. I It, it makes all the sense in the world, to me at least, to go get a guy like Malachi Coleman. Because if he doesn't turn out to be a tight end, that's fine. He's a freakish athlete. He's going to be a dang good football player, regardless of where he ends up positionally. Steve says, I hope OU doesn't lose focus on in-state recruits. We had 12 starters from Oklahoma on the 2000 championship team. So far this year, we have two commits out of the top seven Oklahoma kids. If we had by Job committed, this wouldn't hurt as bad. You can't tell me Michigan State had an advantage over us. Get the in-state kids. That's from Steve. Michigan State did have an advantage over by or over OU for buy because buy wanted to get out. That's what it boiled down to. And look, I I can relate, right? I I can very personally relate to this. By like I was not an elite football recruit, but when I was 17 years old, what I knew was that I wanted to get out of Nebraska. What? When it was when it was when it came time to go to college. So, it's easy to sit there and say as a fan, but when you're 17 years old, There are just as many kids that want to get out of state and see something new, see something to what they've become accustomed to. You didn't want to go to Creighton? No, I did not want Mm, to go to Creighton. That don't blame you. No. Probably would have racked up a lot of student debt at Creighton because that's a pricey place to go to school. But no, like, I I get it because I wanted to go anywhere but my home state when I was 17 years old. And by Job obviously isn't an Oklahoma native. We've talked about how that impacted it all as well. But the reality was – the kid wanted to get out, and that's where Michigan State found the opportunity to slide in there and make a push, and they did. Speaking of in-state kids, David Stone is a highly rated defensive lineman for next year's class in 2024. Now, he grew up in-state. He's playing for IMG Academy in the state of Florida, and I thought it was interesting that he tweeted out last night just hours after David Hicks committed to A&M and I'm pr- paraphrasing a little bit here, Parker. I'll look up the tweet to see exactly what he said. But basically, like, you can't buy me. I'm not going to commit somewhere just because of an of an NIL deal. You can't buy my commitments. It's like, oh, okay. It's, and and timing wise, it's pretty evident what he was. Oh yeah. Oh no, to, we right? all knew what he was referring to. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Okay. 
Glad we were all on the same page. NIL will not be the reason I go to a school to play football. So do not make the assumption again that I can be bought. Well, for OU, that makes you feel good, right? Yeah, it does. And uh, it, look, till A&M says, uh, watch this. How about four mil? Yeah. Well, and I'd hopefully now that's going to give uh, people a little bit more willingness to believe the fact that. David Stone's going to be a Sooner in the end. Because even after all that went down yesterday, I would have still stuck to my guns and said, hey, uh, what happened with DJ Hicks doesn't change things for David Stone. I still think he's going to be a Sooner. There would have been plenty that would have cast their stones and said, well, no, same thing's going to happen again. But then he comes out with that tweet, and that provides some validity to that whole narrative. right? I still expect that Oklahoma's going to close on David Stone. What's interesting is this is not the last time you were going to go head up against A&M for a recruit. And this is not the last time where you're going to have to overcome an NIL deal to that player potentially being a big part of that recruitment, right? I like it, it, You saw what happened yesterday, but that's not the last time it's going to happen um, where OU is going to be put in that spot. Now, who's to say that the kid doesn't choose OU the next time around, but the situation's going to happen again. Like, I dislike A&M now, Parker, more than I ever did Wow, that team was still in the Big 12. And I know that two teams haven't played in almost 10 years now, but I hate A&M more than I ever have. Is there any chance that this forms into any sort of an actual rivalry once the two teams start playing in the SEC again, with that being the case? Between the fans? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there's a rivalry between the fans, at a certain point there's going to be a rivalry on the field. And with how many of... The players in the locker room at OU and players in the locker room at Texas A&M at that point are going to have interacted with one another and gone on a lot of same the same visits with one another and in some case beefed with one another. Yeah, yeah, I think OU and A&M could form into a pretty heated rivalry. It's, I mean, on, on Twitter it's pretty heated right now. And I know Twitter's not real life, but um, recruiting is kind of where – the hate can can develop for some sort of a new rivalry. And there is um I, I would imagine that there's bad blood between OU and AM on the recruiting trail. I, I would go ahead and guess that the OU staff doesn't like the AM staff all that much. I, I'm gonna guess that there's a real genuine dislike between those two programs right yeah, now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So the first time those two teams play again, woo buddy, there's gonna be some hate in the air that night. This listener says, I am all in on the OU three-team pod being Texas, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Let's go. Now, I I would say, and that's the way that maybe you can combat A&M throwing out so much NIL money to these kids is if you dominate them on the field. But, God, Texas has been getting dominated for how long now? And they're still able to throw out a ton of NIL money and have a top three class right now. So maybe it wouldn't affect A&M all that much if they're still getting like they always have been getting beat I don't know I don't even know if that's a real way to combat it or not it's astonishing man and hopefully here's the thing hopefully OU fans are cognizant of this reality losses in general don't move the needle with recruits as much as you probably figure they do because Make no mistake, Texas is going to have a really good class this year. Texas A&M is going to have a really good class this year, and it won't be because they're fielding terribly successful football programs on the gridiron. And the Kansas State loss did not lead to the decision yesterday, no, no, everyone. It, it wasn't as if DJ Hicks 
had been keeping up with Todd Bates for three years, regularly having those conversations, then watched Oklahoma play Kansas State and was like, oh, I, I can't have any part of this. No way. No, there is one thing. As we mentioned earlier in the show, there's one thing that can cause a kid to step out and be willing to break those bonds the way that DJ Hicks did, and it's not a loss to Kansas State. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll try to get to as uh, many as we can coming up uh, next segment. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Is this what you were listening to last night? What'd you say, chocolate chip pancakes and listening to John Mayer? Yeah. Is that what you were doing last night? Yeah, it was more just I didn't have energy at that point to cook a meal for myself. So I grabbed a box of Kodiak cakes, pancake mix. Nice. The chocolate chip variety. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. And uh, tuning out for the next two hours, because then I had to jump on the YouTube live stream at 8.30 p.m. Oh, I'm sure that was, was fun. Brandon's oh, probably man. doing it from the airport, Hobby Airport there in Houston, or what? Uh, he was doing it from his hotel room. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Brandon, needless to say, was pissed, because he flew down there, rented a car, booked a hotel room, all of that, under the impression that he was about to cover a DJ Hicks commitment to Oklahoma, only to find out exactly when all the rest of us did that this thing was swinging towards A&M instead. How many A&M like, uh, recruiting guys were there for the announcement? One, I think. Oh, my gosh. So that's how big of a surprise it was. Yeah, it was my, my buddy Tim, and he's he used to be a 24-7 guy, works at On3 now. And I think he actually lives in the Houston area. So it was pretty much a short little jaunt for him, kind of the type of thing that – uh, you know, if you're local, you show up for regardless. So I don't think anybody there showed up under the impression that they were going to cover a DJ Hicks commitment to anybody but Oklahoma. Uh, who do you think will be in our pod in the SEC? Does A&M throw a fit not to be in a pod with Texas and OU? That's from uh, Rec and Weatherford. Yeah, Missouri, Arkansas, Texas. That's what yep. I think your pod is. Yep. I'd actually be surprised if that wasn't the exact three at this point. I, I know someone threw out, oh, Ole Miss could be a possibility, or Florida could be a possibility, which I would love either one of those. Florida or Ole Miss would be great. I just don't want Missouri. I've made my thoughts on that very clear that I do not like Missouri. I think their fans suck. I think they travel awful. I don't think that there's anything fun or exciting about that program. Texas and Arkansas, cool. But anyone but Missouri. Unfortunately, I think you're right. It's Mizzou, Arkansas, and Texas is what we're talking about here. But yesterday makes you want A&M to be in the pod, too. (laughs) No doubt. This listener says, I'm all for players getting paid for their name, but please tell me y'all see a future set of rules where you can't use it to bring in recruits. Look, at this point, like... Who's going to do it? it, it, And there's a million different ways to game the system. There's a million different ways. The Pandora's box analogy has been used umpteen times, but it's 100% accurate. 
Man, the NCAA opened Pandora's box. And once you open Pandora's box, you're never going to be able to get everything back in the box. You can get a few things, maybe most of the things back in the box, but you're never going to get everything back in the box. Agree 100 emoji. The A&M hate is real. Uh, this one from the 405. All start worrying about A&M recruiting when they start putting a winning product on the field consistently. All those five stars haven't amounted to crap. Yeah, the uh, the best thing they've done in 30 years is they had a COVID Orange Bowl a couple of years ago. But outside that, not really a whole lot to brag about. The 2012 Cotton Bowl win over OU, the COVID Orange Bowl win over North Carolina, that's really all you got. It's amazing how many A&M fans will still hold that 2012 Cotton Bowl over OU fans' heads because they're on a one-game winning streak against the Sooners. Jim in Arlington, does any of the Denton High School have any decent defensive linemen left? Hell, OU has better luck in that town. In which town now? Denton. Denton. Uh, no, I mean, when you're looking at that scene, at least among the guys that OU would reasonably target, there's nobody in Denton. Is there a chance we play A&M annually when we go to the SEC? Chance, yes. Likelihood, probably pretty no, small, yeah. honestly. You're only going to be able to play, well, with the pod system, three teams every single year, and I expect those teams to be Missouri, Arkansas, Texas. Please, please, please start calling them Texas ATM. And, Parker, we will always trust your balls. I can do that. Uh, Texas ATM. We can do that. Ha- might have missed it, but ho- who is OU next looking at D-line recruits? Well, we mentioned three today, all of them being four stars. Uh, Caden McDonald, who has a really nice offer. All three of these guys have really nice offer list. Sure. Caden McDonald, uh, Johnny Bowens, who's from the North Gwinnett, Georgia area. And then you got Marcus Deal, who actually took a visit to Georgia recently. So none of these three guys are better than David Hicks or high, higher rated or anything like that. But for a backup plan, a contingency plan, and I don't think they should be viewed as that necessarily because they've got so many legitimate offers. But if you end up with one of those three guys, then it's not a bad bounce back. Yeah, and I, just, all. I just hope Sooner fans are satisfied with whoever the next guy is going to be. Because I, and there are always going to be that vocal few that say, "Well, he's not as good as DJ Hicks," but I hope you can see whoever the defensive lineman of Oklahoma ends up signing, whoever that is. I just hope that fans can see him for the player that he is, rather than the player that he is not. Went a little Gene Hackman there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was that from the replacements, by the way. No, Hoosiers. No, the Hoosiers. Yes. Yeah. Talking about, yeah, support the team that we are. Support the team that we are not. Because Jimmy Chitwood was not wanting to play at that time. Yeah. The replacements. There's like two movies where he was the head coach, and I guess the wrong one at first. All right, The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.